I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill Fantasy Football Podcast, and our videocast as well. You can hear the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and also you can see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. So we're into week six now. The winners this week, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Josh Allen. Brady with over 400 yards and five more TD passes. Incredible. Herbert and Winston each had four, and Herbert was just behind Brady with 398 yards and no picks. Plus, Herbert had a rushing touchdown, so he actually had five touchdowns as well. I'll throw another one in there that's not going to surprise anybody anymore, and that's Lamar Jackson last night going, whatever, 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, another 60-plus on the ground for over 500 yards total, and then ended up putting the game-winning pass and drive together in overtime. So, obviously, he's – you know, either back to or becoming more of what he's already been. And then uh, sure, he had the fumble early, I guess, early in the game, right, that went back. And yeah. uh, But, you know, what he gives you is not even comparable to anybody else. And well, you know, um, the team's leading rusher outside of him had like, what, six carries for 25 yards. <laughs> right, right. Well, and they, you know, like everybody knows, they already lost all the running backs for the season game anyway, uh, except for the best one. And yeah. – uh, but so, and like I said, I think he's looking more comfortable now, like as an all-around quarterback, almost like a, you know, maybe not quite like Russell Wilson is as a, the complete package, but he's moving in that direction, I'll say. And, um, you know, I, and what's always going to be scary, or at least for the foreseeable future, is every time he steps on the field, he is that game's best athlete. Yeah. And um, uh, so, anyway, I, I – Another guy that jumped out at me was Matthew Stafford, but just doing what Matthew Stafford now does in L.A. week to week. And um, Matt Ryan, though, who you could almost say me, at least, was starting to write off. Yeah. And then yeah, big time, and big now. Time. Right. And now here he jumps up and again goes, you know, what's over 70 percent, 75 percent pass completion rate, I believe it was couple of touchdown passes over 300 yards and now Pitts is finally the guy arrived on the scene and uh went over 100 yards himself for the touchdown so uh and then your guy Ben came out of the grave apparently and put together a what I I only saw the first drive initially which looked like textbook yeah you know Roethlisberger from 20 years ago and now it looks like uh, at least for one week they've survived and revived yeah, it, it, it's, it was one of those things that, like, he had some bad moments. He still had some overthrows. And I thought when he got uh, the ball stripped from him early on uh, that he wasn't going to get up, you know, when uh, he hit the ground. But uh, he did, you know, and that that is typical Roethlisberger, too. So, yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say one thing, and I know we'll probably get to it at some point later, but hard to get past uh, the Gruden Raiders. Yeah that are now in survival mode, you know, uh, hopefully this doesn't, I think they avoided what could have been a free fall. And, uh, but now they've kind of opened up a much larger conversation. That's going to be around a while too. Yeah. This, this has been, uh, like we were talking beforehand. I mean, the Gruden thing at least took the pressure off or been Meyer for the, that story for a while, but I'm sure we're going to get back to that as well here in the next, uh, couple of weeks uh, depending how things well, they, they've got their option to cut bait too yeah. you know and, uh, we thought that was going to happen last week you know and then boom Gruden explodes you know and uh Chucky moves on so um uh among the running backs uh, I'll talk a little bit about the running backs you know some big days uh, Nick Chubb had 
the most yards with 161, but Derrick Henry had the most, uh, uh, as far as points go, uh, or close to the most with points as far as fantasy goes, had 130 because he had three touchdowns. Now, you love Austin Eckler, had a pair of scores on the ground, one in the air on uh, five catches. Other winners, I said to pick up Alexander Madison. What did he do? He rushed for 113 and had seven catches, including a touchdown. Gaskin came out of nowhere, 10 catches, two two touchdowns. Well, James Robinson had 149. So it, it was a big day for, for running backs getting a lot of yards. Some of them didn't get so many touchdowns, but the yards were there. Well, let, let's go back a second to Nick Chubb. Okay, so Nick Chubb's always going to have Kareem Hunt in his hip pocket. Mm-hmm. So those two together by far are the best running back tandem in the NFL, maybe ever. But now you've got Derrick Henry, who's just, there's no other Derrick Henry on Derrick Henry's team. Right. And so that's, you know, he's going to be what he is, and he's a Mack truck anyway. Um, But like you said with Alexander Madison, I looked it up, and so twice this year he's filled in his starts for uh, Dalvin Cook. Twice he's gotten over 20 carries in both of those games, and twice he's gone over 100 yards. So, um I think you're right. He's definitely there. Them, that team is an offense. I don't care who we're talking about. They're all good. And, uh, and then I think in, in the, they are who we thought they were category. Mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys are now becoming who we thought the chiefs were. Right. And Dak Prescott, obviously going over 300 yards and what three touchdowns. And then Zeke exploded again for another hundred yards plus and a touchdown. And the other guy I think is, What's that? Receivers are solid. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere across the board, offensively, even defensively now, they're making plays. And I think Jonathan Taylor, even though he didn't go over 100 yards rushing, he did have over 100 yards receiving made possible by that one long, what, 75-yard-plus screen pass. But he's got so much speed. And I think now with Carson Wentz, if he continues to play this well, Teams are going to have to start putting that two-shell defense behind there, and which is going to open some running lanes for Jonathan Taylor. Talk hmm. about the wide receivers. You know, Devontae Adams had 11 catches for 206 of the score. That's 37 points in PPR leagues. That's a lot of points. Antonio Brown, seven for 124, had a pair of touchdowns. Uh, Kadarius Toney with the Giants had 10 for 189 on 13 targets. But he was injured. There was a fight, and he got tossed. Um, so we'll have to wait and see where that falls out as far as if there's any suspensions or anything for this coming week. David Njoku uh, had uh, 7 to 149 and a score at tight end. Tight ends were eh, this week, but uh, he was probably the best of them. You know, thinking back to John Gruden being, however you want to say it, fired, resigned, I think Kadarius Tony and anyone else who steps outside the lines in that way probably picked the wrong week to mm-hmm. do that. Um, I was going to say, too, I think Mark Andrews, you know, going back to kind of with Lamar Jackson's reemergence, so to speak, or just continuation of Mark Andrews went off last night for almost 150 yards and a couple of touchdowns and Robert Woods with the Rams. You know, it's either going to be him or Cooper Cup. This week it was him for 12 catches for over for 150 yards. And then your man. Right. And then you predicted it with Claypool's return, he'd have a big game. And he did not only turned up, you know, big numbers wise, he made a big body touchdown catch in the red zone, which, you know, if it wasn't a six, four, 235 pound guy, would that catch have been made? So I think that was pretty cool to watch. And then Dawson Knox um, went off, you know, as a tight end with, uh, with the bills last night or Sunday night 
and uh, what three touchdowns and uh, uh, or one touchdown, excuse me, only three catches. But obviously with Josh Allen as the quarterback, who's going to extend some plays behind the line of scrimmage, that's going to open up all the receivers and the guy with the arm to get it there. There's only a couple of guys this week that really kind of stood out when it came to the downside. I hate to call them the losers, but they're the losers bracket. Tony with being in a fight and getting ejected after having a big game. And then Sam Darnold with three picks, only 177 fell back to, you know, I mean, he's been sailing along and and you've been talking about this and he's been really, uh, you know, a rebirth of Sam Darnold. Then this game was just a stinker for him. Three picks, 177 yards. Yeah. And you know, it's tough to keep it going, man, in this league, you know, every, every single week for 16, 17 straight weeks. And so you're bound to have a fall here and there. And the big thing is, you know, now that Darnold found this rebirth in Carolina, leaving New York, can he get back up on the horse the following week and then keep riding again? And I think that's what everyone's going to be watching for. Oh, yeah, this week we both liked Zeke Elliott. He did well, pair of touchdowns. We both liked Nick Chubb, which we talked about, 161. You loved Austin Eckler. He did well. I liked Madison. He did well. Davis Mills we liked, as well as Jacoby Brissett, who had – they all had good days, uh, and so did Mac Jones. So uh, it was pretty good across the board. Uh, We had some good outstanding times, and um, only a couple of, you know, guys that uh, fell fell below the radar. So – uh, let's get right to the games. Um, Bucks and Eagles, uh, Jalen Hurts, no match for the Bucks defense. He's still a work in progress despite a big win over Carolina. So I'm, so I'm not starting him. But I'm good with Devonta Smith as a flex and possibly Dallas Goddard at tight end. But uh, watch the injury wires with him. I agree with you on Jalen Hurts. And, and, you know, sure, he gives the threat of both the run and the pass for not only yards but touchdowns too. But like you said, just not consistent enough yet. Uh, Brady, on the other hand, five games uh, with two over 400 yards and one nearly 400-yard day. And in those three games, he's got 10 touchdown passes at the age of 44. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got all the weapons in the world, and and yet Gronk's not one of them at the moment. And so that's why I would – I'd continue to not only ride uh, Brady, but I think the one receiver I'd lock in on right now is Mike Evans. And over, uh, um, uh, over AB. AB, I think so. Just because he's he's got maybe not Antonio Brown's uh, sudden speed, mm-hmm. but he's got great length, size. He's got speed himself. He pretty much you throw the ball up, and he's the one going to come down with it. Dolphins and Jags. I, I like Jacoby Brissett here. I'm on your bandwagon, and I like him to team up with Miles Gaskin. I, had 10 receptions on 10 targets last week. He led the team in carries at five for 25, which isn't much, but you know, they're playing the Jags. So if you want to throw Jalen Waddle in there, I'm good there too. Well, yeah. Okay. Unlike the Raiders that we've talked about before, Mark Davis parting ways with John Gruden, for some reason, Shad Khan's still hanging on to Urban Meyer. And although, you know, Urban's recent indiscretions, they don't cut across the grain of the society at large, like Gruden has. Uh, but, he himself has now become the distraction for his team as if bad th- a bad team just got worse in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. And um, I think the longer he stays, the harder it's going to be for the players to focus on improvement as a football team. Um, and, you know, in terms of fantasy players with the Jags, James Robinson is still doing it. Yep. And he went off for what, 150 yards almost uh, in this last game on only 18 carries 
versus Tennessee, who's found somewhat of a resurgence. You know, then we're going to switch over to Chiefs in Washington. You know, this, uh, Antonio Gibson just keeps on marching. I mean, I liked him when he came into the league. and He just hasn't stopped. He's been real consistent. I think McLaurin is solid here. I like Adam Humphreys and DeAndre Carter. Uh, the guy I really like here is from a couple of weeks ago, I said no to this guy today. I like Taylor Heineke, but not against the Chiefs. Well, t- and today I'm saying no. I've cooled a little bit on Taylor, and uh, he's had a couple of good games, but a couple of uh, – they were both of those games against subpar defenses at the time. And, uh, but this last week, um, or last week against an excellent New Orleans defense, he was not good at all. Um, now the chiefs are also really a subpar defense. Um, but I'd stick with McLaurin and Gibson, like you just mentioned, um, the chiefs, on the other hand, Mahomes, that guy's got to protect the ball. You know, he's true. Their defense has not been playing well, but he's got six interceptions in the last four games. And for him, that's a lot. Uh, Kelsey is back to being, you know, a, a not only a consistent performer, but, well, I guess his last game was more of a traditional tight end, you know, what, over, a little over 50 yards and a touchdown. But uh, I think backing up the silent week he had the year before is at least a start in the right direction. And I think Ms. Holmes is going to still throw for a lot of yards, but the interceptions are what bothers me or makes me nervous about starting him. Um, and then – as I think I had mentioned a few weeks ago, right after Clyde Edwards Hilaire had kind of asserted himself, he's kind of now uninserted himself as a starter. And uh, at this point, he's got no rushing touchdowns. Rams and Giants. Uh, Giants, I, even though we've talked about the, the, what he did here, I think New York has found its new wideout in Kadarius Tony. I mean, he caught 10 of 13 for 189. He ran for seven. He even tried to pass. But you have to keep an eye on the injury wires and the NFL restriction wires, I guess you could call them, uh, because the injury isn't the issue. It's his temper, which we talked about, and the incident that happened. Uh, Daniel Jones is solid here, but Saquon Barkley out again for several weeks with this ankle injury that just looks awful. And what that does mean that Devontae Booker is solid as far as a pickup to carry the ball this week. He did in relief of uh, Barkley, and he's going to be the number one guy there for at least a few weeks. Isn't it amazing, like, all the unforeseen things that can happen? Like, in the first five games, much less the next 13, yeah. uh, that, you know, you got Kadarius Katoni, who you just mentioned, had the game of his life so far, and yet, he who, who knows, he may draw suspension. And then you got uh, Saquon Barkley gets back on his feet only to now re-injure his ankle. Um, and so I, 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 I agree with you. It's tough. But flipping over to the Rams side, you know, uh, or, uh, uh, you know, when you mentioned Daniel, well, not to flip over to the Rams yet, but Daniel Jones, the way he wobbled away, you know, is he solid? Is he even going to play this week? I don't know. Um, and but I would say, you know, looking back or looking at the Rams now, that combination of, you know, McVay, and now with Stafford having all the same weapons, yeah. uh, it's just a matter of Stafford's a start. Who he's going to be throwing the ball to or running the ball from week to week, who knows? But I think, at least for now, Stafford's a guy. And if it was me, I think I'd go with Robert Woods. Yeah, I, I think you're right. He, you know, he's been kind of pedestrian um, as far as Robert Woods is concerned until last week when he just went kind of, I think it was 27 points in PPR leagues. It was just incredible. 
Uh, the Colts and, and Texans, uh, this is one of those games, uh, you know, Wentz had a 402 yards and two scores and no picks in the last game. He looks solid, and, and why not, coming up against Houston. He is a start this week if you have him, I think. I also like uh, Marlon Mack this week. You know, you, you know I love Michael Pittman, and all he did was six catches for 89 and a touchdown on a team yeah. seven targets, and he's definitely moved into wide receiver one status. I, you know, I you know you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, and I, I love Jonathan Taylor too, but I wouldn't be fooled by that. 70, you know, 116 yards receiving because 76 came on one play and it wasn't a deep like, play. It was a short like pass. I was t- middle, you know, <laughs> I got it. I got it. But like I said before, I'll be fooled by Jonathan Taylor. If I had him, I'd start him. Uh, this is uh, not a good Texans team or defense. And um, I think, you know, to do it against a tough Baltimore defense, you know, that that's probably why I, I would give the credit to them, their defense. Uh, for, you know, for the most part, at least shutting down, uh, you know, the Colts running game. But I don't see the Texans doing that. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, just, you know, the Texans just allowed Mac Jones uh, for a lot of 300 yard passing game out of him. Uh, and they don't really have the weapons for anybody, much less a rookie quarterback to go over 300 yards. Um, and I think just the way Wentz went off last night, I think that's going to make the Texans, you know, back up, like I mentioned earlier a little further than normal and what's going to open up some running lanes for that offensive line and, and Jonathan Taylor. Bengals at Lions. Joe Burrow seems to be okay after a throat issue. Jamar Chase has turned into a monster receiver. And I want to add T Higgins and Joe Mixon to the list of starts here. I do like Uzoma. Uh, although, you know, I like him here, even though he only had two targets last week, the week before he looked really, really good, had a couple of touchdowns. I think he's still a play. I, if, if you have a great tight end, I mean, he's not. But if you're in the pedestrian tight end situation, uh, I do like him this week. I'll defer to you, I guess, as a fantasy owner, since you've done it for so long. But I think I told you, don't expect another week out of Zoom. No, like you're right. You you're right. No, you did. Um, but uh, I would say to flip over to the Lions, unfortunately, being 0 5 the way they are, they've played as an 0 5 team. It was heartbreaking the loss they had against Minnesota because they really did play well enough to win and uh for the second week in a row lost on a field goal uh it their time's coming but fantasy wise i there's really no one there to count on packers and bears in a division game with the bears playing okay and the pack playing just a bit better uh rogers are gonna harass but he's a must start i like randall cobb here as a possible flex and aside from the regular guys on the packers i really love aj Dillon here uh, but you're going to tell me the Bears are going to shut him down anyway. So <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I, that dude's legit, man. And he comes in at a time when they've already got you on your heels anyway. And the guy is a devastating, powerful runner, and he's got some speed too. Um, uh, the Bears, in fact, I would say temper that little two-game winning streak they're on because they got, as you know, probably annihilated worse than any team this year so far against the Browns. Um, and then they played the winless lions next. And then they had the game against the, the Raiders uh, during the week of, you know, what's probably likely been their most tumultuous week ever. And, uh, and so fantasy wise, the bears don't have much. They don't, you know, they've got a, a young quarterback who is, I don't, think he's broke 200 yards yet as a starter. Oh, and we get honored at times. Right. You name for me a receiver, a running back, a tight end, or Justin Fields himself, who shows any potential to even 
go off. And again, this Packers defense is pretty good. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't start any bear. I wouldn't have a bear on my roster. I don't think at this point, unless it was Mooney. Uh, but I don't think I'd even start him this week. How about Khalil Herbert? You know, if, the, if, it, they, you know if they I, score, okay, yeah. if they score, he'll likely be the guy to carry it across. No. Uh, you know, but it could easily be Justin Fields too. Or, yeah. you know, and but who's to say they're going to score more than t- 14, 17, 20 points? Well, j- uh, just FYI, I picked him up last night. <laughs> I think he's a good pickup to carry I, I forward. Know. You know, the thing is, uh, I you know, Juju went down. He's out for the season, so – I had I had to pick up somebody I, off my because uh, I put him on IR and I went for a running back instead of a receiver because I had, a, had an opening there and looking at the bye weeks coming up you know I'm saying hey you know I, I kind of probably going to need a running back to throw in here and they're starting to come up in a couple of weeks here. Uh, Chargers are fantasy owner move right there. Good yeah, job. That's right. You, you got to think ahead on some of these things because you know the when the bye weeks come up a lot of guys they look at the bye weeks in the draft you know. Uh, and in a regular draft, uh, not a d- dynasty draft, you, you need to do that. But uh, Chargers and Ravens, Ravens, Lamar Jackson led the team, rushing 62 yards, passing 441, four TDs. Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown were targeted 23 times and had 272 of those 441 yards. So why recommend anybody else on this team? <laughs> Just go there. <laughs> Right. They, they could probably show up with Lamar and the offensive line and yeah. do just fine. Um, I, flipping over to the Chargers, if I have them, I'm starting my five-game NFL MVP this year in Justin Herbert. Yeah. And I'd add Eckler in there, too. Mike Williams, who's kind of not really the so far anyway guy that people recognize as their kind of overall field leader offensively, at least receiver-wise. He's actually developed into that guy. And even against the Raiders, I think he only had one catch for like four yards. But I think I mentioned uh, Justin Herbert overthrew him on what would have been a 70, 80-yard touchdown. And then this last week he went off, and then they completed the one that went for 70-something yards. So um, I'd I'd start him too. I'd start Keenan Allen, though, with a little asterisk because he's dropped in the last couple of weeks a couple of key what would have been first down throws. and. I don't know. I, I think over the long haul of the season, he's still very talented, one of the best. And so I think if I had him, you know, going against the Ravens, eh, that's a pretty tough defense, but worth a consideration. And I think the game itself, I think you got two great offenses, just like the Chargers last week against the Browns, where combined, I think they put up 42 points in the fourth quarter. And then <laughs> This is going to be, could be much the same way as that. The Ravens, you can't stop them. They can stop themselves every now and then, but they're, that's a tough out. And I think the Chargers are too. Vikings and Panthers, you got Alexander Madison is in and RB1. If Cook is out, uh, Justin uh, Jefferson has exploded. Cousins remains solid. Thielen had an off week, but I think he'll probably pick it up again this week. So about the Panthers, as we mentioned before, after a surprising really surprising three and zero start. And, uh, you know, Carolina has kind of hit the skids these last couple of weeks. Um, the Vikings defense played much better. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that Donald has got to get back to who he was these first few weeks. And at times he went to jets, sound decision maker, good athletic guy can extend some plays behind the line of scrimmage. Um, obviously his, League leading rushing touchdowns with five kind of came to a close. Uh, and I think everybody anticipated that. 
But, uh, you know, I think what he's got to get back to, get the ball back in the hands of D.J. Moore, use Bobby Anderson or Robbie Anderson to get stretched the field, maybe hit a home run or two, and uh, get get this offense back on track doing what they've been successful doing up until these last couple weeks. Cardinals at Browns. Browns, well, I think this is going to be an exciting game. And if Arizona can stop the running game, it's not going to mean a lock on stopping the passing. Uh, Brownies just with too many weapons right now. I like Beckham this week, despite an off week. Okay, let's clear one thing up. There is no such thing as stopping this running game. They're number one in the league. They're almost 200 yards a game on the ground. And, uh, you know, they just, like I said before, they, they, were, they combined along with the, the Chargers to score 42 points in the fourth quarter. And uh, most of that was done on the ground. Um, I'd say, you know, to keep the Cardinals out of the loss column one more week, um, they're going to have to put up a lot more than the 17 points they just put up against the 49ers. Um, because at that, the 49ers, although great on defense, had Trey Lance starting his first game and uh, did not put up, you know, much offensively. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, with so many offensive weapons the Cardinals do have, it's tough to kind of pick out who's going to be the guy week to week yeah. other than Kyler Murray. So he, if he gets back on track, you know, his best games come when he's active in and outside the pocket, becomes part of the running game, opens things up for whatever receiver he throws, you know, multiple hundred yards to. Um, but like I said, it's tough to predict who that guy's going to be. But Kyler Murray's fairly predictable. That guy's going to come up typically around 300 yards, maybe more a game when you combine rushing and passing. You know, and, and the thing I think the real key to this game is probably more of the Browns' defense than anything else. They've, they've been had some really strong games lately. They've had some, you know, not so strong games, but they're capable of, of you know, the idea would be to contain, you know, Kyler Murray and uh, not let him get out of the pocket. If they can contain him, I think this is a big win for for the Browns and uh, and I think big time for their defense as well. Yeah, I, it, this would be a great win for them to get because they are obviously a playoff caliber team and a Super Bowl caliber team. But to be that type of team that people regard as one of the favorites, this is a game they got to win. Raiders and Broncos. I like the Raiders receivers here, but that's it. Although the Steelers ran well on the Broncos. uh, So if Josh Jacobs is your guy, I'd stick with him. But, you know, the the big question again is we we talked about earlier, you're not sure what's going to happen this week after the Gruden firing as far as how the team reacts and what their mindset's going to be. And to your point, so this is nothing on the stage of what's currently going on with Vegas. But back in 91 with the Lions, um, I'd say middle part of that year, it was a game against the Rams. Mike Utley, the right guard, went down with uh, – at that time, nobody knew what it was. But obviously, he's now been paralyzed because of it. And um, that, not only for the team – but I'd say in a bigger sense for the city of Detroit became uh, a rallying point. And I, and who knows, that was a pretty good roster to begin with, but I think um, the fact that the team, the organization as a whole and the city as a whole um, rallied around that, that kind of propelled us anyway, we lost, I'm not sure what we did after that game, he went down, but it was by then, um, you know, that team was on a roll 
And I kind of feel like the, the Vegas team, the Raiders, I'm not saying it'll happen for them this week, but this could be the type of thing that, you know, as a group, as a team, as a city of Vegas, um, I think that's a team that, that could rally. And they've got certainly enough talent to hang in there and keep going. It's just a matter of, like you said, how are they going to react this week, this first couple of weeks? It's going to be interesting to watch, that's for sure. Especially, you know, um, I know we talked about it with uh, Brian Selman uh, a few weeks ago, who's a reporter from Vegas, uh, about how that city has now become a major sports city. But it's still, it's still not a huge city. It's not like D- Chicago or New York or even Houston, no. you know, but it's, it's become this, um, this sports mecca, so to speak. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, the, what Vegas was known for in the beginning. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how the, you know, the fans in that city do come together and, and, and uh, handle this situation. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and, and, and they have, I mean, I, I've got a cousin that lives there and ever since the Golden Knights hockey team came, I mean, that team has been that city has become something it never was before. And I think the Raiders now are ingrained in there as well. Cowboys, the Patriots boys have it going on. I tell you, Zeke is definitely running like a younger version of himself. And Pollard remains a good handcuff. Uh, Lamb still solid. Uh, the D looks pretty good. It seems Dallas has moved off Jarwin at tight end and on to Dalton Schultz. Uh, he led the team in targets with eight. So again, a switch and a waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of folks are going to pick up Schultz this week. I agree with you on the Cowboys. I mean, they're one of the hottest and best teams, yeah, both in reality team football and in fantasy football. Uh, the Patriots, I think, are a surprise reality team. Don't have a winning record just yet, but I think uh, Matt uh, or Mac Jones, excuse me, has come in and played solid and effective. Not great numbers, but making good decisions and not doing things to hurt them. The losses they've had have been uh, not huge point differentials. Um, obviously, the Cowboys are a step up in class, I think, from the Patriots. Um, and I don't, fantasy-wise, I don't think there's a Patriot offensive player that comes to mind that I would start. Certainly not against, uh, hard thing to, for me to say that the Cowboys are actually good defense now. Yeah. And that's why I don't think the Patriots stack up offensively against them uh, Seahawks at Steelers that's the Sunday night game Najee had his first 100 yards rushing game and the big news is actually the offensive line gelled and played well yeah still despite playing well uh, Ben had a few bad moments so he may be back but be cautious uh, look for James Washington to p- be a pickup uh, uh, this week on the waiver wires uh, he's going to pick up some slack with Juju out for the year shoulder surgery he's done uh, so if you need a wide out, he's uh, James Washington's a good one. And it also means more looks for Claypool, which uh, I, I really like on top of that. You know, and, and this week, you know, last week I benched in my league. I, I benched Ben and went with um, uh, uh, Mac Jones. And wow, did well. that's a big uh, decision yeah, and, out of you. Yeah, and but this week, because Seattle has been, you know, so decimated, I'm going back to Ben this week and uh, benching Jones because of who uh, Jones is playing. And uh, you know, they're playing the Cowboys. So it's right now it's a week to week. It's not, uh, you know, it's like, okay, look, look at where we're at uh, and see where we're going. So again, another savvy move by you, Yoda. I like it. You know, um, you know I was going to say as good as the turnaround was for your Steelers last week, just the opposite is true, unfortunately, in Seattle, because not only did they lose to the Rams, but they lost a quarterback, Russell Wilson, in the process. 
And now Russ is going to be cooking over on the sidelines uh, for a while. And unfortunately, Geno Smith over the last few years has not had much playing time. Um, good player, but I don't know that he's going to step in and provide that offense what Russell Wilson does. Uh, I think DK Metcalf and Lockett will still be the main targets. I just don't think the guy delivering the ball is going to have as much effectiveness as what Russell Wilson would. And then that's a big question mark because those guys, you know, I mean, they were really starting to click. I mean, Metcalf especially. And now, you know, he's going to be the guy. He's going to be double teamed anyway, you know, but now you right. you'd almost have to allow for a little period of team depression to set in first. Yeah. yeah. And then see what they do to get over that. Yeah. Monday night, Bills the Titans. Hard to keep Derrick Henry down. Marcus Johnson will see waiver wire action this week. He was targeted five times. And that's not a lot, but it's just one shy of A.J. Brown, who led the team in targets. I think Tannehill still, for me, remains a placeholder. I'm not looking much there. Well, the Bills are, to me, this season's best traveling show, road show or home show. Mm -hmm. And uh, after dropping that first game to the Steelers um, at home, they've gone on the road, been perfect home and away. Uh, both road games against uh, uh, road games, both against Miami and KC, were won by a combined score of 73 to 20. And it uh, that's almost closer than it really was, because one of those was a 35 nothing shutout against Miami. Um, and along with probably the best and most consistent quarterback in the league with Josh Allen, I'd start Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders for sure. Yeah. We've got four touchdowns at this point. And now tied in Dawson Knox, who's got five touchdowns. Uh, even though Devin Singletary is Buffalo's leading uh, running back, I still think Josh Allen is their best runner because yeah. behind the line of scrimmage, he creates a lot of space for people around the field like he did last game with Dawson Knox. But he's also a pretty effective runner when he gets the ball in his hands moving across the line of scrimmage, having had to go along with his 12 touchdown passes, a couple of rushing touchdowns as well. And there you have it, Kramer and Brill, Fantasy Football Podcast, now a videocast. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. And now you can also see the videocast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the link.